In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Tokinet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain, Maureen Wood. Ha! She's not there. <laughs> How can she not be there? I just talked to her like two minutes ago. But what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, we have a great show tonight. Uh, we have, oh, by the way, before we get into that, we have a, a bunch of uh, cool events coming up. Uh, this Monday, that's uh, the 27th, at the Wyndham Restaurant in uh, Wyndham, New Hampshire, we will be doing another Dining for the Dead. And this one uh, will be with Jeremy Dietremont, who is uh, an expert on lighthouses, and also myself. And it'll be kind of cool. We're going to be talking haunted lighthouses. And everybody going gets a free DVD of the Emmy-winning show that we did with American Builder. And also, you get the opportunity to go on a lighthouse tour with uh, Jeremy and me. So that's kind of cool. So, Maureen, you there now? I am here. My my apologies. I was on uh, twittering. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know... I lost thing, track of time. There's a thing called priority. I know, but I was telling everybody to come on the radio. Yeah. I really was. I was telling everybody to listen live to toginet.com. You know I got kicked off of Twitter. Huh? You know I got kicked off of Twitter. Get out of here. Really? Why? Who the hell knows? Because I'm me. What do you mean you get kicked off? I'm blocked. They won't let me in. No way, because I saw something from you today. No, you didn't. Huh? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. It's at 3 o'clock today. You put a picture of um, when we went to the witch's ball. Nope. Somebody's, got, somebody's on there and has blocked me out, and I cannot get on, and somebody's using my name, and that's the whole story. Wow, and you're sticking to it? No, that's what's going on. So it, talk about freaky. I'd love to know who uh, is using my name on Twitter, but... Uh, they maybe, are. maybe there is another. I shiver to think, but maybe there's another Ron Kolek. No, no, I was there. I was. They was there. They just threw me out. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, um, as I was mentioning, we do have the uh, uh, dining for the dead this this uh, Monday at the Wyndham Restaurant, the haunted Wyndham Restaurant, which is cool. And 
and you know, we're actually going to be doing a ghost hunt at the Wyndham restaurant. Uh, I, I can't remember the date. I know it's sometime in the next couple of months or whatever. But uh, that'll be kind of cool because that's you get you very very seldom get to investigate that place. So it'll be only a small group, but it'll, it'll be cool. It'll be on a Sunday night, so it'll be cool. Anyway, so why don't we bring on our guest? Without further ado, uh, she is the driving force behind. East Bridgewater's most haunted, and my favorite pendulum bet is Anne Carrigan. Anne, you there? Hi, Ron. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Hello, Anne. Hi, hi, Maureen. How are you? I'm doing ducky. That's great. <laughs> it's a good day for ducks. Yep. Yeah. Have you Have you ever met Anne, Maureen? Um, you know, I think we've spoken over the air, and that's about it. Yes, I don't think we've ever actually managed to connect up. So you don't know if Maureen really exists or not, then? <laughs> Sadly to say, yes, I do. I know yeah, well. she does. I know she does, because she's, she's there to keep you in your place. Yeah, I, I don't really you, know. Yeah, I, I, like I know you. when the show starts, she's not there, so maybe it's... Oh, just, please, uh, I told you I was Twittering. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's this week, but uh, last week was... Uh, in I was week. there. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Whatever. Anyways, we have a really, really great show. Um, and, well, I don't know, really, really great. It might be fantastic. <laughs> but <laughs> Anne, Anne is uh, a driving for us behind uh, East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. So why don't you tell us, first of all, explain what East Bridgewater's Most Haunted is, if I can even say it. <laughs> uh, East Bridgewater's Most Haunted is, well, we're a paranormal investigative team, first and foremost. But we also have a show on public access here in beautiful East Bridgewater, Massachusetts, um, which is kind of a zero-budget tap. (laughs) Uh, And I mean zero-budget. But basically, we do we tape our investigations, videotape, and air them, you know, I make them into shows and air them on local cable. Um, so that is, that is East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, and um, we've got about six shows with three more waiting for me to put them together. Um, and if you live in East Bridgewater, you can see them here. You can also see them on YouTube and MySpace. Cool. Um, in, in fact, one of these shows actually, well, I was going to say star, but I guess <laughs> I really didn't star. <laughs> uh, was special guest uh, how's that? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Our Fort Revere show, Fort Revere and Hull. Right. Guest starring Ron Kolek. Yeah, oh absolutely. dear God. <laughs> and Many Me, which was was even better. Yes. And My son. Yes. But uh, in fact, we did a podcast, which is also on iTunes. And mm-hmm. um, anyways, part of the team is Mike Marquatz, who is a phenomenal EVPist. Yes, absolutely. Mike, um, Mike is our EVP specialist, and he—you can't believe the stuff that um, he picks up with. He's got a million microphones and very high-tech stuff, and uh, phenomenal EVP recordings. And now, what are some of the most? Um, let's see, the most obvious. You know how the different classes, correct? Yeah, um, A's, you know, class A's and B's and so forth. I mean, 
the, the ones he is getting now, are they majority of them Class A, or, I mean, are they something you can hear with your ear, or do you have to kind of put them through the software? He, um, he does have a really good share of his Class A's. A lot of them, um, and we joke because we say that I'm EVP impaired, and I just, cause sometimes I just can't hear them. Um, and he'll say, that's clear as a bell. Why can't you hear that? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, think of it, though, Ian. Isn't it, there's many people, I mean, Karen, when she was in our group, it's the same thing. Like, she could pick up, you know, listen to them right away and hear them. But I think, you know, right. from listening to them so often, you almost train your ear to kind of hear them. Yes. A lot, a lot of times on an investigation, he has the headphones on, he's listening as we're recording live, and he's hearing things, you know, as we're recording. Hmm. So you definitely do, I think, the more of it you do, you just develop a, a, a total ear for it. Um, but, I mean, he, he has stuff. It's kind of all over the map. He's, he's got the Class A's. He's got really whispery stuff. Um, he's he got has the angelic singing. Angelic singing, yes, definitely. Um, he's got actually some things that sound almost robotic. Um, they really run the gamut. So um, definitely give you goosebumps. <laughs> you know what's, what's funny? We were talking about this uh, earlier, and that is that, uh, you know, EVPs don't impress me a lot, um, unless they're really a Class A. And, <laughs> and to me, I think that's awesome. If you get a Class A EVP, I think that's the coolest thing in the world. But all these ones that you hear that like, so been... Butchered, uh, that it's, and, and they're still open for interpretation. They'll say, well, can't you hear this, like you said? And I agree 100% is, no, I can't hear that. I hear uh, Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall or, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it, it really, they're, they're not as impressive as, as people think they are, I, I believe, anyway. It, it dep- you know, it really depends. We, we, we picked up a couple in some of our investigations um, the one that stands out most in my mind is actually um, what sounds like a rifle shot, which we oh, get at cool. a, yes. a, it was a really unbelievable. It was at a private residence here in East Bridgewater. And I was actually speaking at the time with the family members. We were talking about, you know, um, an experience that I had in the house. And right in the middle of this recording, it's like, kaboom, this huge, like, you hear reverb. Everything. I mean, and if you look at it on the screen, it just goes right off the chart. Well, no one in the home heard that when that That's was right. recorded. Right. And, I mean, that is the most amazing EVP I've ever heard. That's uh, like Karen's dog barking. That, that is a very Class A EVP. Right, Maureen? Everybody who listens to it, they can hear a dog barking. Oh, right? yeah. You know, and, and you know what's really it's interesting because when people hear it, you know, it's like, ah, there's no way. You had to have a dog right there. It's like, no, there was no dog there. We were listening, you know, with our own ears. We didn't hear a dog, but yet you could hear it on playback. So, right. um, and, and, it's, and I think it has brought, even when you tell people, you know, you're going to get some people who believe and some who don't, but right. especially the ones who believed, I mean, I think it actually brought, for them anyway, brought them some kind of peace because, you know, they always want to know that there's any afterlife for their pet. Uh-huh. And I just think it's kind of cool. Well, I, I don't think that necessarily means that that's an afterlife for pet. If it doesn't necessarily, but that doesn't no. mean it doesn't either. No, I mean, because, I mean, you, there have been EVPs of drawbridges closing and, and other sounds, and like the gunshot, 
there's certainly no uh, life to a gunshot, so it's definitely not proof of life after death. And it's not disproof either. I mean, how do you know? How do you know what? How do you know it may be and it may not? And all I'm saying is that the person who's listening in, in their perception is giving them some kind of peace or solace, just like... You know, any other EVP of a person speaking doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that's taking place either. Exactly. That's why I just got through saying that I'm really not impressed that much with EVPs. As we now know that the astronauts, uh, when they come in through the uh, atmosphere, they actually pick up all the old uh, radio waves that have been out there for uh, since radio has been invented, and they go through all these things, which is really, really interesting. Uh, but there's certainly not proof that... Uh, these voices they hear are life. Yeah, well, there's, you know, nothing is proof. It's all conjecture on our part anyway, so. Absolutely. And, uh, but anyways, I, I, I do love a class A EVP. <laughs> yeah, now that you've uh, downed them all, I mean. No, no, I, I, I'm not downing them all. I'm just, I just think that it, we've gotten so much. It's like face recognition when they, you know, they shoot pictures in the mirrors and they get a face in the mirrors like, yeah, well, was the murder... The, the uh, mirror dusty, yeah. Well, was it dirty? Was it mock? Yeah. Well, the, y- yeah, you can see a face in it. I mean, that's the way it is. That's the way our human brain works. So, I mean, it's, it's all, we really, really won't know what's out there until we go on the other side. But it's fun looking for it. <laughs> You're looking to go on the other side? Yeah, eventually I will. Okay, well, you know, send us a call. <laughs> Give us a call. We'll be listening. <laughs> we'll be recording. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, there are so many cool things out there now that we've gotten into electronics uh, beyond EVPs. I mean, Mike has the mics tube, which was really cool. I, I remember that experiment we did up in uh, Contact where we had psychics. Uh, uh, in fact, I think there were one of them, Maureen, where you were answering questions uh, from the other side, and Mike was too, and he actually uh, came up with a voice that was similar to what the same answer you got, if I believe that was what happened. Right. I, I, you know, it was pretty close. And I think was that the night we were talking with, um, with Jane Darvity was there? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think when we were sitting at the table and we were trying to see what each other was going to pick up. Right, that's it. Yeah. Very so listen, I, occasionally. <laughs> so it, it, it's really interesting that there is, uh, so many different uh, ways. And plus, I mean, now we get the hack shack, which is that thing that goes around and pulls words out of the uh, AM band, and those are supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, signs from the afterlife as well. So, I mean, it's, we, you know, we are we reaching? Is that a question, or is it really truth, proof that there is the afterlife? I don't know. Okay, just still living with thought there. <laughs> yeah, let me let me ask you this: What you know? I always ask um, different people. I'm sure I've asked you before. Um, what is one of the the most profound um, investigations that you've been on? Working with me on daughter. No, I don't. Listen, <laughs> you keep out of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, working with Ron. But oh uh, dear God, don't but, fall into history. But <laughs> seriously, folks. Uh, wait, 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 wait! Before you even go on, who taught you how to use the pendulum? Oh, for crying out loud. Who taught you, Ron? <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Ron, you too showed me. Yes, oh, you did. Ego, ego, ego. Oh, I know. But it's only because Maureen wasn't there. Yeah, thank you. 
<laughs> I would have learned wrong. Oh, oh, really? Well, how do you think you learned? Yeah, but now the student has become the master. Oh. Yeah, let's not finish that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm sorry. What was your question again? Oh. Well, and she knows. It was, it, what is the most profound investigation you've been on? Um, I, you know, I would really have to say that the last, our most recent investigation, we were up at the inn, and, inn on Washington Square, where uh, I know you guys, uh, I think you were in there the evening before us, um, in Salem. Yep. And I had my pendulum, and we were in, of all places, the honeymoon suite, and um, just in there asking questions, and um, we had been talking earlier in the evening with Robin Marie, who is the, um, the psychic there, and talking about a small boy up on the third floor that she, she had come in contact with. But we were down in the honeymoon suite asking questions, and um, Mike Markowitz's wife, Paula, who is also a sensitive uh, psychic. Um, she was in there with us, and I was asking questions, and something kept stopping my pendulum. Literally, you know, it'd be in the middle, midst of answering a question. Yeah, you know, a yes or a no. So it was in movement, and would literally just was stopping on a dime. Interesting, like somebody was holding on to it. Like someone was holding it exactly, and yeah. I could feel it. I could feel tension. Yeah, in the chain. And as I looked down the chain, I could literally see it just um, kind of like shimmering, just, just shaking. And it, that is, and, and I said, is someone holding my pendulum? Is someone stopping this on purpose? And Paula was picking up this small child. Ah, okay. And she said, it's a child. Um, and so we started asking questions. Are you the little boy that, that Robbins talked to on the third floor? And he said yes. And it stopped the pendulum five or six times. Interesting. Yeah. It was the, I just really felt like I connected with somebody in this room. And it, it was really exciting and, uh, you know, I guess prof profound is a great word for it. Because I really felt like I connected. That's the first time. I mean, I've had answers on the pendulum before, of course. Mm -hmm. But to really just feel that connection and that energy was just amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've had that a few times. And, yeah, it's amazing because you can literally feel the change in the pendulum. I mean, right. it's not free swinging. It just will literally, sometimes we've had it go like in an X. You know, it starts lifting oh, and wow. it gets lighter. And stops making like movements. So yeah, that's really cool when you experience that. Yeah, that that was for me. That was that was just there was a, a, a wow moment. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Now, was any, anybody able to get it on film? Was anybody taping or? Yes. Yep. My husband, uh, my husband Tom, he is uh, one of our camera people, and he got the whole thing on tape. Oh, uh, that's so cool. Really, just fabulous. Can't wait. Can't wait to put that show out. Oh, well, that's. Great. that's we, we actually uh, uh, have a question from the chat room, and it's kind of off the subject a little bit, but uh, they, someone's going to Dogtown. They want to know if they had any tips. Uh, so, uh, Ann, have you been to Dogtown? I have not been to Dogtown. Oh, you are? That's a good place you guys ought to go. Dogtown. I've heard about Dogtown, but I haven't been there. 
Laurie, any tips other than being on time? Yeah. You know, I truthfully, for me, I have to say it was okay. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I think the time of day we went, and I did feel some strange energy walking through the place, but um, nothing, you know, I don't remember it being, like, too crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you may be standing in front of the, the rock and standing there next to study. No, no way, but you don't remember it crazy. You don't remember hearing the, the cards. You don't remember hearing the, the, the person being chased through the streets and stones being thrown at them. Yeah, but you don't remember. That's kind of my. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm not saying that there wasn't. I think that maybe um, if we went at a different time of day, or if we had a different. I don't know. I just think we were rushed. We didn't really get as much time there. Um, I definitely think it would have been probably a place to go back to. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. We were late. We were kind of crazy trying to find uh, like two hours. Yeah, Jeff Belanger. So it was a little stress getting there. And you know, walking through the place, I did feel some stuff, but I, I can't say it was one of the strongest places I've ever been. No, I didn't say that. I just said that it was definitely uh, the dead calm. It was the eeriness was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the most outstanding thing in it. Uh, yeah, that's a, definitely a place you ought to. You haven't done too many outdoors. Well, you did Fort Revere, and that was outdoors. But uh, it's definitely a, a worth the trip uh, to Gloucester. And uh, it's, uh, it's it, if anything, it's a good walk in the woods. It's nice. <laughs> well, we love a good walk in the woods, don't we? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Anne, I found out, has a little lecture she does down at the uh, Bay State Paranormal. And it's called, what is it? Uh, it is called Cemetery Symbolism, Architecture, and Oddities. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so you Have we spent a, a lot of time in cemeteries? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I spend an awful lot of time uh, in cemeteries, tromping around cemeteries. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, you should definitely check the one out across the street from my house. Oh, where is that? And, and where do you over. live, Marie? Why don't we uh, let everybody know? Well, it's, you know, generally. Well, I'll tell you later, Ian. Yeah, you tell me later. I'm going to ask you that on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, no, it is a, um, it is a very, we've done podcasts in there, and, and I have to say, it, it can be a very uh, interesting place to be. Mm -hmm. There's actually, like, a very large flat stone in there that um, was the grave of, like, Miles Standish's granddaughter or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just a cool place. I, I, the energy in there is very different. The stones are very cool. There's a lot of uh, unique. I don't know. I'm sure you find some some different stones and symbolisms in there as well. Oh, absolutely. And the older, the better. <laughs> yeah, there's some in there. I think from like the late 1600s. Wow. Um, early 17. Yeah. So they they are pretty pretty old. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's amazing to still find them intact. You know. Oh yeah. They only last so long, and um, I, I was recently, a couple months back, I was down at Burial Hill in Plymouth, and the stones are just, I've never seen, they're humongous, absolutely enormous, and uh, have stood the test of time. It's just incredible to think of how long that they've stood there. I mean, you know, yeah, there's a lot on the ground, too, but just, uh, just enormous, wonderful stones. Wow. I mean, you know what it makes me think of is when you say it's standing the test of time, if you've ever gone to see um, the bride, what is it, Lydia Carver run? 
I knew he was going to say that. Well, you did, huh? With the stone, honest to God, and the stone looks, you go there, and it's the stone from, you know, that they had placed when she, they buried her. And mm-hmm. this stone looks like it's been brand new. Really? And, and it's, I don't, I forget the year. I want to say it's in the 17, late 1700s, early 1800s. 1800s. How much? 1800s. 1800s, yeah. So it, it's definitely, you know, really has some age on it, but yet it looks like a brand new tombstone. Wow. Sort of like me, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Got some, age, got some age on it, but, you know, still looks oh, all right. Oh, come on now. Do you have to take it down that road? <laughs> Anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or join us live in the Togi chat room. It's a whole bunch of people in there, I see, too. Some blonde yeah, forever. I think we should have Ian on more often. <laughs> yeah, blonde forever. And, uh... Is a Deb and a Le- oh, Leslie. Anyway, uh, back to the show. Uh, so but nobody calls in. Everybody's afraid of us. Well, they're afraid of you, not me. I mean, oh, right. No. I was going to say maybe because our, you know, our bickering, they're probably afraid to get yelled at or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, Ian, what's up with a set? No, let's talk about symbolism and stones and stuff because I thought that was kind of a cool subject. Okay. I mean, what, what are we what are we talking about symbolism and what? Because they're round, square. Or, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, the reason I actually started doing the lecture series is because I didn't know what I mean. I was in cemeteries all the time. I'd see these things on the stones and say, "Well, what does that mean? It's, it's got to mean something." I mean, there's a million different symbols for this, that, and the other thing, um, and one of the most common ones that and you see on the old, old stones are death's heads. And those are the skulls, you know, usually have a, like a really toothy, scary skull with wings. Um, and that's called a death's head, which was something that, you know, I uncovered in my research. I never knew that. Death's head, uh, right. Death's head, yeah. Death's head, yeah. And, um, as opposed to dead heads. <laughs> yes. As opposed to dead head, yes. Um, and the death's head, um, like the, the Puritans uh, put those on there just to, and a lot of times it has the phrase memento mori. And I, well, what does memento mori mean? I never knew that. Um, I that. It basically means remember thy death. Really? Um, remember you must die. Oh, isn't and, that pleasant? Yeah, it is pleasant. And, and the, the Puritans, just uh, that was their view you know, you lived your life, and you were going to die, and you needed to be reminded of this constantly, even the little children. And um, so the symbols that were on a lot of those earliest stones just were constant reminders. They, like, had this single-mindedness that, um, you know, you were mortal and you were going to die. And, you know, it was preordained where you were going to go, um, so you could live your whole life being this wonderful, good person, and, well, you still might not go to heaven, um, which I also thought was rather a dour outlook. That's horrible. It is horrible. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, and, whatever. And, and um, so, I mean, they would even teach the kids these, you know, little ditties that, you know, one of them that I, that I quote is, um, the end of it says, youth forward slips, death soonest nips. Well, and everybody died young then, too, right? Right. Um, uh, So you see a lot of these symbols on the stone. You 
be the death pet. Oh, you know what, Ian? Oh. I'm sorry you have to interrupt, but we have a break coming up. Okay. So, can you hold on? I sure can. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles live on Net. I am Ron Kolick, she is Maureen Wood, and our very special guest is Aaron Carrigan, and we will be right back after the following exciting messages on Net. <laughs> the vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Christopher Balzano and you're listening to The Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey on the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories making waves in the ghostly community. A few weeks ago, Ghost Village covered the story of a paranormal group in Ocala, Florida, working to save a haunted inn. This week, we are sad to report their efforts were in vain. The Seven Sisters Inn was purchased by First Coastal Community Bank for $100,000 at a foreclosure auction Tuesday. According to Ocala.com, the auction price includes the two Victorian homes on the National Registry of Historic Places and everything in them, including furnishes the former owners had collected over the years. Tuesday, members of the group who had tried to save the inn through an online petition, Southeastern Paranormal Investigations, organized a public candlelighting ceremony to give their final goodbyes to a building they believed was vital to the local and paranormal community. Ghosts are notorious for complaining after a house has been renovated, but in South Africa, one might be helping to make the decisions. Like the famous Winchester House, spirits are offering advice at the old St. John's Church Rectory in Bathurst, so the new tenant, Marilyn Michelle, can get it done right. According to the Dispatch Online, soon after the purchase, she dropped her daughter at a medium's house in Zwazula Nadhal to advise on what to do with the ghosts. Instead, the medium told her a nun who had committed suicide in the house wanted certain alterations made to make it look like it had years ago in its heyday. Michelle followed the orders and has made peace with the departed nun, although several other spirits who were responsible from everything from odd smells and weird dreams to noises and lights have been thrown out by exorcists and witch doctors. And last from the wire tonight, if you've got what it takes, you too can be on Ghost Hunters. According to the Sci-Fi Network, there is a new show on the horizon titled Ghost Hunters New Generations, which has begun looking for talent to display. It appears the show will be more about educating investigators than the original Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. We'll quote, whether you're a college student majoring in psych, engineering, or journalism, or just a whiz with electronics or photography, you may have the skills that could be perfect for a team of up-and-coming paranormal investigators. And if you and your friends love to explore cemeteries and old houses, then we want to teach you how to do it right. End quote. You can officially sign up by visiting Sci-Fi's website or heading off to Pilgrim Films' site at www.pilgrim-films.com backslash casting.html. Good luck. That's all the news we have for this week. Please stay tuned when we offer a special report later in the week on two different stories we've been tracking over the past couple months. Until then, you can go to our website at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news to get more information on these stories or anything else we cover during the week. I'm Chris Balzano, and that's what's haunting me. We're back. We are back, I guess. I think. 
you're listening to Ghost Chronicles <laughs> Live with Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick. Van Helsing. Anyways, our special, special guest is Ann Kerrigan. And the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Or join us live in the crazy Koji chat room because it's going downhill is what I can see. Somebody asked uh, if you went back to that crazy light site there, uh, Maureen. Was. Yeah, I know. I actually answered Leslie. Um, I haven't done it again, but I plan to this weekend, so... Uh, what are you crazy? Wait a minute. What are you crazy? Wait a minute. Well, does that go beyond asking? I mean, really? Are you crazy? Crazy? Yes. So the least you can do is put a camera on yourself, anyway, so that it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, I'm not putting a camera on myself. Sometimes I just need those moments where you know, if I do something crazy, I don't have to be seen on TV. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, no clue. <laughs> Why would you do something crazy if you weren't going to be on TV? Just for the experience, Ron. Oh. It's like everybody else, you know? Yeah, but you're supposed to educate. Yeah, I will. I'll report back to everybody. If you're alive. Well, if I'm not, then you got a great story. Yeah, but then i got to find another host. Oh, God. Ann, what are you doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ann, I have yes. to ask you now. I'm sure this is a very popular epitaph, right? Yeah. That I'm gonna to bring up, but I will say that you know, growing up, I used to. I know what you're gonna say. Huh? I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna. I know you know what I'm gonna say, but too bad. Um, <laughs> but I used to hang out in the cemetery, and you know, just whatever. I had friends in there. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would you know go by and read all the stones, and there was just one of them that was extremely morbid. I'm sure it's very popular for the time. But what it says is, for those of you who pass by, as you are now, I once was, as I am, you will be, so prepare for death and follow me. Follow me. Yep. Is I, that I, one I, is such a bizarre, to me, I mean, I'm sure it's popular, but man, were they morbid. Yes. That was a really, one of the, that was one of the more popular um, epitaphs that w- was on those early Puritan graves. That, that's a perfect example. Um, of something they would put on there. I mean, were they jokesters, and they just trying to scare the living crap out of they, everybody? <laughs> they were Puritans. Don't you get it? Puritans have they, no sense of humor. They, yeah, they did not. They did not. They didn't like to have fun. They didn't think they were supposed to have fun. And, no dancing, um, no singing. Nope. Nope. They um, wanted to, because, because they didn't know, you know, if they were going to reach salvation, you know, death was anticipated because they just thought, oh, I'm going to go to this wonderful place because, you know, that's God's plan for me. But, yeah, they they didn't, they had very little tolerance of much of anything. Wow, you know, I think I would have been burned at the stake then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know you would have. Wait a minute. You don't even have to think. I know you would have. <laughs> but that, that was part of why uh, there's so much symbolism on those early stones. They had the death's heads. Skull and crossbones, um, a skeleton with like a candle snuffer, snuffing out, you know, a candle, um, Father Time with a scythe, um, just really, really um, harsh visual examples, coffins, hourglasses, everything to just constantly remind people, yep, you're going to go. <laughs> that wow. was what they did. So cheery. Um, yeah, it, it was. And But what happened is, um, eventually they had this, 
big, um, it was like they called it the Great Awakening, like in the um, mid-1700s. And these, the death's head started to change over to what they called soul effigies, which are those uh, cherub-like uh, heads that you see. So they still had the wings, but they had this beautiful little pretty baby face with flowing hair, um, which so they eventually started edging out those death's heads. So you'll see those soul effigies um, everywhere, too. That was, that was another thing. Now, Anna, you say that you go into the cemeteries a lot, right? Yeah. Um, do you feel anything when you're walking around the cemeteries, or you know, do you, have you ever felt any kind of energy or any odd feeling in the cemeteries? Um, honestly, Maureen, I am dense as a brick. Okay, and the spirits <laughs> could be whacking me over the head with a shovel, and I just wouldn't hear them. And they probably are. No. They probably are. <laughs> They're probably going. What is with this? Girl, what is wrong with her? <laughs> but I honestly, I'd like to say that I do, that I do feel something. I feel anything, but I, I just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thick, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so. I now, Ron says that. He used to say that. Not so much anymore. Do you, Ron? Anyways, if anybody wants to call in and tell us their, uh, their cemetery story, if they've got a creepy cemetery story, or uh, know something about cemeteries, or uh, just want to talk to... Uh, or Ann or Maureen, then please call in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or you can actually pose a question in the Toki chat room. There you go. Uh, actually, Ian, I am thinking about, because we have been getting a, a lot of requests from our listeners of our podcast about going back to which Bonnie's grave, which is in the uh, cemetery in Lowell, and this is a beautiful cemetery. It's a terrace cemetery. Uh, it's it's old and it's in very very good condition. So I'm thinking you're a person who should uh, party on with us there. Oh, I'd love that. Love that. Oh, that would be cool. Any cemetery, anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> anytime. time. <laughs> My type of woman. Oh, careful what you wish for. <laughs> be yes, more specific. I have heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. But um, you know, I, I, I love the, visit, not stay. You, yeah, I don't want to stay. You don't. know what they say, don't you? All what? the good women are in the cemetery. Uh, really? I bet you your wife wouldn't like to hear that. Uh, <laughs> the St. Jan. Huh? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But anyways, uh, we were talking uh, once again about symbolism in the cemetery. There is a, uh, a stone in... Concord, I think, not in the uh, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, but the other one in Concord uh, Square, and it has a skull in it, and if you take a picture, sometimes the eyeballs show above back in the skull. They do what? The eyeballs show back in the skull. They, they, in other words, it's a skull, so there's no eyeballs in it, but if you take a picture, sometimes the eyeballs appear in it. Oh, and I have actually taken that. And I believe we have a call, so why don't we uh, put the caller through and... Uh, uh, hello, Bob. Ron. Hey, how are you? You're teasing me. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Maureen. How you doing? Good. Teasing you. Yeah, he keeps saying he's going to see which Bonnie, doesn't he? I've been there several times. Yeah, well, you know, I have to wait for the Queen. Once she gives me her decree that uh, we're available to go, then... 
Oh, we'll police. be there. Oh, police. So when was the last, when did you go? Did you go recently, Bob? Uh, about um, a month ago. I sent Ron some pictures. Oh, I did. Cool. I saw them. They were cool. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of beer bottles around there. Now, didn't I mention that in the last show that there would be uh, offerings there? Right, but that was in the winter run, so I want to go uh, soon. Well, once once Maureen's available, uh, you oh, can join us. Oh, he's putting on me now. Listen to well, him. Absolutely. Uh, you can <laughs> join us, and, and Ann can join us. and uh, I will join or, you. Well, whoever absolutely. else we can dig up. Yeah, like I, I just posted in the chat room, I'm going to go to Dogtown uh, probably end of the week. So, Dogtown is definitely cool. You will really yeah. enjoy that. And bug uh, spray. I, I, I never had any problems. Of course, I use special blends, so I never have any problems. Yeah, you blend right in, don't you? <laughs> I'm trying to turn off everything here. No, you do special, Ron. Yeah. I am. That's why. I, I drive the short bus. Right. <laughs> Anyways. If I um, noticed the um, on the tombstones after the 1800s, they didn't have the death heads or anything. I was going to ask you to guess that. Yes. Uh, that's that's true. Well, they started to phase them out. Right. In in like the mid you know mid to late 1700s. Right. The uh, the soul effigies just started replacing the death heads because right. they didn't have such a dour outlook anymore. Right. Because so, I uh, like I go to the Academy Road Cemetery in North Andover, Massachusetts, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed they just started phasing. If, if you look around, they'll start phasing out towards the end. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Which is which is a good thing, I think. But <laughs> right. I think those. Well, death I might want really one of those cool. of mine. But <laughs> they they are very cool. They are very cool. But I yeah, think they're very gra- they're very uh, well detailed and graphic. I was. They, oh, they are. But I think people needed to adjust their attitude. I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you go up to the Ridgewood in North Andover and. Uh, there's a few, but not too many. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you won't even... I mean, it depends on the age of the cemetery. Yeah. You know, many times you just won't even see them because the stones aren't that old. Right. So, but you'll you'll pick up on the soul effigies. And then, yeah, that's uh, my, equipment. my real question was about the, uh, the way the stones changed. Yes. That that would be like the mid to late 1700s. Okay. Yep, definitely. And Ron, I'll talk to you later. Hey, you know, you know the interesting Bob is that that stone I was talking about in Concord. They also have uh, two different things on it. One of is like uh, it, it talks about heaven and everything, and the other one talks about saining of both on the same uh, stone, which is very unusual. Yeah, and I, there's also one about that says melted to death by extreme heat, but yeah. Ooh, I put them there. Don't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Whenever you want to go up to Lowell, let me know. Well, if as soon as I can uh, get something arranged, I will definitely. I, I have your telephone numbers, and uh, you know, count on it. I mean, I, I'll definitely invite you to go along. I have no problem. Okay, Ryan, you're the man. Thanks, and Bob. Goodbye, Mike. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, have a great day. Bye. bye Yeah, he's, he's been dying to go back to uh, Bunny as well. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, the other thing I was going to talk about uh, also in, in Concord was there was a there are two cemeteries in Concord. Uh, I believe it's the south and the north or the south and east or whatever. It's two different directions, whatever. And the reason there are is that because it's a little stream that runs through town and it was believed that you could not bury somebody, you know, take a body across the stream because the water would steal the soul from the person. And if it 
Colorado for them to rest in peace, they couldn't cross the stream, so they set up another cemetery on the other side of the stream. Oh, How do you like very, that? Very interesting. Yes, I am just a wealth of knowledge today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Anne, now, what are some of the most unusual tombstones that you have seen? Unusual? Hmm. Um, I guess I have seen... There's some some of the I think they're actually soul effigies, but they almost I, I have to say they're the strangest ones I've ever seen because they look like aliens. They really? have like really? like an oval yeah they have like an oval shaped head um, with like just really just like an alien alien looking eyes, and I don't know whether it was that they just you know perhaps the the stone carver just couldn't couldn't wasn't that artistic. He was having a bad day. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Having a bad day. It was <laughs> very accurate. How do you know? Yeah, yeah. But Maybe really, he was just, uh, oh. you know, in his own world. What, what, what do we say now? This aliens buried in, in the United States. Is that what you're trying to uh, tell me, Maureen? You never know. Uh, yeah, that, that does well for your credibility. Keep on talking. I'm in that kind of mood. Yeah, you're watching those colored lights again, aren't you? <laughs> well, no, not for a while, thank God. Do you have to bring that up? Anyway. <laughs> We're blocking out those lights. Uh, I'm not talking about those lights. I was talking about the website lights, but that's okay. Uh, oh, that uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I guess I'm on drugs. Anyway. <laughs> but but those those are some of the strange, these strangest stones that I've ever seen. And I do um, the section that I talk about, the oddities. I actually have some pictures of them. Um, Can you share them with us now? I'm sorry? Can you share them with us now? The the tombstones? Yeah, the pictures. I'd love to if we were on TV. Okay. Yeah, how are you supposed to do that, Ron? <laughs> she can describe it. I mean, this is, you know, we have this thing that we were able to relate to other people by describing things we <laughs> hear and smell. <laughs> Well, you know, the the best description I can give you is that they do look they just look like a little alien head. Really? That that um they're very very odd and it's um it, I I I don't have an explanation for it and I haven't been able to find an explanation for why we have these these stones that have like alien looking heads on them. Now, was this only at one location or have you seen it at multiple places? No, I've seen it. I've seen it on, on multiple stones. I mean, um, more, I have to say, honestly, more on the Internet than around here. Um, but they're very, very, very strange looking. Um, and then every once in a while you run across a stone that there's this, and I have this in my oddity section too, um, let me just look at this. There's a stone. Uh, oh, God, where is it? Well, it's a stone for a gentleman named Warren Gibbs. And it says right on the inscription, died by arsenic poison. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, March 23rd, 1860. And the inscription says, Think, my friends, when this you see, how my wife hath done by me. She in some oysters did prepare some poison for my lot and share. When of the same I did partake, and nature yielded to its fate, before she, my wife, became, Mary Felton was her name. And that's that. I have a picture of it. 
That's it horrible. Is, it's it's an actual tombstone, and I guess the brother of William William Gibbs had this inscribed on his stone. Oh, because they want he wanted everybody to know mark right. the woman in the family. Yep, yep. So that's that is a, probably the strangest thing I've ever seen. That is bizarre. Really bizarre. Whatever. I wonder if she went to jail. <laughs> God, I hope so. Well, she probably got off like Lizzie Borden, you know. Yeah, Good probably. Thing. You know, somebody was talking about the cemetery in the chat room that if you knock on the crypt on midnight or on Halloween, they'll knock back. So I thought that was kind of cool. We've oh, been really? in the gra- we have been in the graveyard at midnight and Halloween, haven't we, Mar- Maureen? Yes, we have, and I have to say it was pretty quiet. <laughs> I think that they were all out haunting everyone's house. That's right. You know? It was busy scaring the small children. But, yeah, there was like a pate going on, and we weren't invited. But it, it was... Not without incident, so if you right. have to buy a book, you can uh, learn more about it. Right. No, we Which did have available reasons, in but not what you'd expect. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I, I actually, when I was a young kid, I was locked in a crypt uh, by my Ooh. cohorts. So that was kind of interesting. Nice. Might might explain a lot of things about that, me. That, that, that's uh, quite a few. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> and he's sticking to it. <laughs> Now, Ian, is there um, any a website or information you want to give out to people before we, you know, forget to ask? I, um, I actually, I don't have a website. I should have a website for the lectures, but uh, we do have the East Bridgewater's Most Haunted uh, MySpace still hanging around out there. Um, it's it's uh, EB Most Haunted. It's you know MySpace. You know www.myspace.com slash E.B. Most Haunted. And I have tons of cemetery pictures up there. If, you know, some of you TAF files out there want to look at them. (laughs) Um, But that's that's the only site I have right now, and that's usually where I list appearances, um, you know, where I'm speaking, where Mike's speaking. Um, I'm going to be at Misbehaven in East Bridgewater, Mass, this Friday night from 7 to 9. Wait a minute. What's misbehaving? It's Ms. B. B-E-E-H-A-V-E-N. Ooh, that like sounds misbehaving. sexy. <laughs> that, well, that, that, that sounds like my type of shop. It's an antique slash home de- decorating shop. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to come on down, I'm going to be doing um, doing the lecture there. Friday night, it's um, the number is 508-378-9699 if you need tickets or directions. And and that's in where? East Bridgewater. Okay, so um, one of my, yeah, if you go to our website or our MySpace, Ed is one of my friends. Actually, one of my first friends. Linda Triconi? Who? Linda Triconi? No, you, silly. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to the website and see where this place was. Yes, it's it's 10 West Union Street, East Bridgewater. There you go. And, yeah, and where actually, my is Ron. That's where the place is. And Not Mike fun. Markowitz will be there on May 16th, and he will be doing an EVP, an evening of EVPs. I have to tell you, Mike is the most amazing EVP person I have ever met. He is so well organized. He yep. gave me this, uh, just, wait a minute, I don't, I gave that to Maureen. I haven't got that back yet, dear kid. La, 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 la. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> I'm anyway, sorry, did you say something to me? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's all, each one of the, the, uh, the uh, EVPs is categorized, it, it has it, it's awesome. I've never seen such a well-organized person in all my life. Incredibly, oh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a great little booklet of explanation, too, along with it, so you know just what you're listening to. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, in case you can't figure it out. Yeah, you know what? And I, I wish I was so organized. I really do. <laughs> I do. You know what? I do, too. Wish what? Wish that so I was or wish that you were? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, so what's coming up for you guys? Um, well, other, than, honest, other than misbehaving. Other, other than misbehaving. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Mike will have a number of appearances coming up at um, Bay State Paranormal Center. Oh, and cool. I'm probably going to have another lecture coming up there, too. Um, I don't know if I actually have one scheduled yet with Elizabeth. I would have to look and tell you, but um, we will be there. Uh, again, at some point, and um, you know the usual, the usual, whatever investigations we can we can drum up. <laughs> now, if somebody wanted to uh, to see some of these Bridgewater shows, um, can they contact the uh, cable company and have them uh, uh, broadcast on on their uh, cable as well? They actually, we do. Um, we call it bicycling. We do bicycle our show out to other towns. So if you have a public access facility in your town, give them a call and say, I'd really like to see this show. Um, and we would definitely uh, pop a copy of any and all shows out to that access facility. It's, it's totally free um, to go from one facility to another, and then it can play in that town as well. Right, especially uh, the Fort Revere one. That's a must-see. Yes. <laughs> no, have you finished uh, the one for the uh, uh, Salem men has not been refinished. I mean, the end, Washington, I can't even see it. The inn on Washington end. Square, the Salem yeah. Right. The, the inn on Washington Square, Square is currently in production. Mm-hmm. So uh, it will probably be a few months before I manage to uh, get that on the air. But um, And they they do all end up on YouTube. I do post them all on YouTube. Oh, uh, The only disadvantage being that they're in 10-minute segments. Right. Uh, But they all are all out there. Just do a little search for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted and pulls them all up. So that's the key. Look for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, and they're worth taking a peek at because I've watched a couple of them, and uh, I thought they were really good. Uh, I know know how much work goes into them Mm -hmm. because I used to uh, run uh, cable access and also uh, uh, used to produce our own uh, ghost show, which was... New England Ghost Project, and it was on WNDS as well, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But there's a tremendous amount of work that goes into it. Oh, yes, there is. Absolutely. You know, so, Caps, hey, Caps just knocks them out, but, you know, when you have no budget and it's just you. When they have out. a huge production company, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, anyways, uh, and anything you want to add before we give you the boot? Uh, I think I've covered it all, I think. I, okay. <laughs> We want to thank. Probably could have talked about a lot more, but you know, <laughs> come see well, the lecture. <laughs> yep, come come and see the lecture once again. That's at Misbehaving on Friday, right? Yes, this Friday night, seven to nine. Seven to nine. All right, Anne. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, we do too. It's always good to to hang with you. Thank you. You too. 
All right. Thanks, Ian. All bye-bye. right. Have a good night. Have a good yeah, night. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that show's down the tubes. Down the tubes? Well, proverbial. The fact tubes. that it's done, you mean? Yeah, finished. Down the tubes. Finny kaput. Kaput. Finny kaput. Buried. All done. All done. Anyways, anything coming up for you, young lady? Um, not particularly. Well, you're a little quiet, are you? Traveling, you know. Yeah. Traveling for business, craziness, but other than that, no. We're Just excited. Kind of trying about, to get regenerated. Yeah, we're excited about the uh, new uh, new book, which is coming out in September. So uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I think it. I think it's great. And like I said, I mean, I got to learn how to do this because I've started doing that going on Twitter. But I have to say, you know, it really doesn't look like it's too easy to use. I don't know. Twitter's wicked easy to use. I, I go out there, and it just looks like you're just, you know, all the people that you go out and follow. It's not like you put information in, nobody answers to you. It's not like AOL, you know. Right. It's um, it's just throwing messages up in a big blog. Yeah, it's good. And you know, the cool thing about it too is you can actually have your Twitter connected to your MySpace and your Facebook so that you uh, twit, and then it's also becomes on to you, goes on to your MySpace and the thing. So it's cool. You, you keep in touch with all your contacts, which is kind of cool. Yes, I mean, it is kind of cool. It's just that when you just started, it's a little bit interesting to get started. But I mean, I just wish I could be doing it, but uh, unfortunately somebody blocked me out of there and stole my identity and... Well, I think you need to go and complain because I was actually looking at a place where you can do technical and and uh, contact and let them know what's going on. So I did that, but uh, they never answered. So there you go. Hmm. Interesting, huh? I didn't do it. Yeah, it's probably those damn spirits again. Really? But I don't think they'd do that. I do have something that's really, really, really cool coming up uh, in November. We will be investigating this. Well, I can't talk about it now, but it's just can think of a hundred rooms. Think of what? A hundred rooms. A hundred rooms? A hundred rooms. So and am I supposed to guess if I can't say anything? Guess all you want. It won't do you any good. <laughs> okay. But anyways, this is really exciting. We're going to be uh, bringing in some extra investigators, and uh, it's going to be a an inter- very interesting place. It's never been investigated before, and we're really excited to be able to do that. So uh, that'll be coming up in November. Cool, very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. So um, we've got the Dining with the Dead every month. Uh, we have Jeremy and myself be doing Haunted Lighthouse this month. Next month is Thomas D'Agostino with Haunted New Hampshire and Massachusetts, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, after that will be Roxy Zwicker, and uh, then Jeff Belanger, and then our good friend Richard Felix. So it's time to say. Time to say good night and God bless. Yeah, and uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live, and we'll be back next week. So good night and God bless. Goalies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 